0: Well, hello there, and welcome to Currently in South Africa, on True Crime Bones, with me, your host, Marissa, also known as Bones. And the time of this recording, it is the 11th of March, 2021, and this is the fifth episode in the Currently in South Africa segment, where I share with you the dark side of my country through quick, current, crime-related stories. No telling you, showing you. Crime never sleeps in South Africa. So, with that being said, let's get into what's happened in South Africa this week with these three stories. Oh, hi there! This is Marissa from a different timeline. Forgot to add this. Uh, the following three stories, I do have pictures regarding the people. I'm going to be talking about. Uh, I will be posting them on my Instagram page which you will be able to find on truecrime.bones. It's also in the episode description. So yes, you can also comment there if you have any questions or anything you want. Ta-da! Story number one. Mother and daughter Who conspired and killed their family electrician have been jailed by the Eastern Cape High Court for 35 and 30 years respectively for their part in the crime. On Wednesday, the 10th of March, Judge Alna sentenced Christine Helena Risseau, the 58-year-old mother, and Chantal Risseau, the 38-year-old daughter, respectively to 15 and 20 years imprisonment for the murder of their family electrician, Petrus Hendrik Scotts. Christine and Chantal were each handed an additional 15 years for robbery. Now this comes after the Eastern Cape High Court imprisoned Christine's son, Wayne Rousseau, 34-year-old, to life imprisonment for his role in the murder. Yes, a whole family duo, but wait, there's more. Wayne's friend and accomplice, Ronald Swartz, 27-year-old, was also sentenced to 25 years for his part in the crime. I mean, according to the evidence led in the court, Christine and her children, Chandal and Wayne Rousseau stayed together in Kapega Park. What kind of family is this? And at, at the beginning of July 2018, yeah, Wayne started shopping around for someone who would help him to murder their family electrician, Petrus Scots. And you know what? Why would this man go and like look around? Fine. Shop for who might help him to, to murder the electrician. Because he wanted his equipment, his tools, his tools of trade. That's why his mind you know maybe work till you get it if you can't then that ain't your dream move on dream of something else move to something completely different you know we don't always get what we want no he wants his tools that is what he want we can't work towards it like an honest way you know he's gonna murder for it what You know, what did their mother teach them? What books didn't she read and what did she read? Because it's just horrible. So this is at the beginning of 2018 the July. That's when they finally came to a plan, you know. So on the evening of the 16th of July, 2018, Wayne went and fetched, you know, Ronald, his friend, And took him to his home. So, you know, they can all talk about the plan and whatnot. And also get to meet each other. Well, not meet each other, they knew each other as um, Wayne and Ronald had been quite for six years. And when they were at the house, you know, Wayne explained to Ronald the plan, what's gonna happen. Christine also, while Wayne was there that night, uh, Ronald was there with Wayne and everyone called Pietrus you know, and asked him if he could quickly come and fix the geyser. Obviously Pietrus arrived, you a know, quick, same night, fixed the geyser and left. Now this was so, you know, Ronald can meet Pietrus, the person who's going to help murder. The following day, Ronald, Wayne, Christine, and Chantal planned the murder, and Wayne promised to pay Ronald ten thousand rand, you know, for his role in the murder. Wayne then called Beatrice to come fetch his payment for the job he had done the previous day, you no, for the geyser fixed. Beatrice arrives shortly after 8 p.m., and Ronald grabbed him from behind while Wayne beat him up with the baton. Until until he became unconscious, and well, not just unconscious. They they took it further. They beat him to death. I mean, it's it it is horrible. Wayne tied Beatrice up, and together with Ronald, they placed him in the chest freezer. So when they did that. Christine came in, you know, cleaned the kitchen floor because obviously it was covered in blood. The mother, you know, that's Wayne and his sister Chantel. Then went and bought food at a fast food outlet with the money Wayne had stolen from Beatrice's wallet. The man's body isn't even fully cold yet. It's did there. I mean, horrible. The following day. The siblings drove with you know, Petrus's body in a Isuzu baki to cash crusaders, where they sold petrus electrical equipment, which some of it they had to sell, because he needed the money to pay his friend, obviously. They drove with Chantal and went to dump the body in a bushy area. The body was discovered the following day. By pedestrians who alerted the police. Wayne then informed his girlfriend that his mother and sister had killed a man. That's what you get if you have horrible children. The girlfriend confronted Chantal who then told her that it was Wayne and you know Wayne's friend who had killed the man. No, Ronald. And Wayne and Christine sold the bucky for 10,000 rand. On the 20th July 2018, Wayne sold the chest freezer together with other items which belonged to Pietres. Wayne, Christine and Chantal were arrested at their home on the evening of the 20th of July 2018. You wanted these tools but yet, now you would be selling everything. Police found a number of items in the house which belonged to Pietres. Ronald was arrested six days later, and in December 2020, Wayne was sentenced to life imprisonment, while Swartz, you know, Ronald Swartz, was sentenced to 25 years for the crimes they committed. Judge Alma said that Christine and Chantal lied throughout the trial, and as the trial progressed, the lies became more and more ridiculous. Advocate Marius Stander po- pointed out that they had Ample time to own up to what they did. Judge. Alna also said the two showed no remorse for what they did. However, she took into consideration that they were first-time offenders and sentenced Chantal to 20 years for murder and 15 years for robbery with aggravating circumstances. She sentenced Christine to 15 years for murder and 15 years for robbery with aggravating circumstances. Yikes! Story number two. It's actually um, an update on the case I covered in the previous Currently in South Africa episode, which was also story number two. That's why I chose this one to be story number two as well. So let me stop saying story number two and let's get into it. Um, Abdul Salam has been sent to Baltimore prison after ditching his bail application at Weinberg Magistrates Court on Monday, which was the 8th of March. So, the, idea was the 39-year-old Bangladeshi National is accused of viciously stabbing his wife Michelle Samuels, who was 30 years old, to death during an argument in their car last Thursday, which was on the 4th of March. The mom of three, who was driving with her one year old daughter in the backseat, crashed into another motorist as she was attacked. The couple were driving along Ottery Road when an argument broke out, and Salam, I have to say allegedly, pulled out a kitchen knife and stabbed her in the chest and neck. The little girl, you know, the one year old little girl was in the backseat, was taken to Weinberg police station till her grandparents later arrived at the scene. And Salam, who called Mshe's mother from the crime scene, just to say you know something happened to the daughter. For more, you can just check out the previous episode, the Secret Story 2. Now, it's not that big of an update, just know the fact that he appeared in court. Now, during this, the queue seemed calm as he stood in the dock before the magistrate. Gulam Bawa, still wearing a forensic jacket after his bloody t shirt was removed by cops to be used as evidence. Speaking through his legal aid lawyer, Salam told Bawa that he did not want to apply for bail and did not need an interpreter. He did not give any reasons for his decision but froze in the dock as he came face to face with Shay's grieving mother, Patricia Beck. And yeah that's that and the case was postponed till May third. Now further on, I won't say it's update. this is just more information. Misha's mother, Patricia go on to say that the couple's three children had left he had left his couple's three children traumatized and asking for their mother. She also went on to say, and I quote, we are devastated because Michelle was a very quiet person, was just for her children. They have two sons also, age five and seven, and they keep asking for For her. They never ask for their father. They are very traumatized, but they are going to live with me right now. I'm glad he did not apply for bail, but we are busy with his funeral, with her funeral right now, that will be held on Saturday, and it will be a private service, end quote. Michel's friends from Parkwood also attended proceedings and expressed their anger at the murder. They say they hardly saw the couple fighting before that. Last week, stepdad Daniel described Salam as a jealous husband who forced his wife to leave a job and smashed her cell phones and SIM cards in fits of rage. He said Salam wanted Meshay and the children to move with him to Bangladesh. But her family refused and he isolated her from her relatives. So it's just a quick update on story number two. third story, final one. It's about a man whose last dying breath was to give the name of the person who killed him. i have to say allegedly, but they you know, killed him perfectly. It is about Esau is 59 year olds and from Tafelsicht, plays in Cape Town, was stabbed in the back his dying breath, he was able to give the name of the alleged killer who stabbed him. Which is a 27-year-old. The police have since arrested the 27-year-old since this happened last week. Now Buntzaya was on his way to buy some cigarettes at a tuck shop, close to his, you know, Flankenberg Street home when he was stabbed by a, man known, by a man known to the family. Bonsai, who worked as an aerial cleaner at the spa DC, died in front of his house after four men brought him home injured. Bonsai's 35 year old niece says they tried to warn him about walking outside late at night, but he wasn't, he was adamant, you know? You wanted to get his cigarettes. No, as someone who smokes, yes, you haven't heard it in my voice yet, I am a smoker. I get where it's coming from. If you're in a c- you need your cigarettes. Come hell high water, you're gonna get your cigarettes. But anyway, she went on to say, and I quote, it was after 11 p.m. I told him to go to sleep, but he wanted to go buy his cigarettes and he left. Minutes later, someone came to knock on the door and told us my uncle was lying in the driveway and I heard a commotion outside. He was stabbed and he told us who the person is who stabbed him. No, the person wasn't known to stab a lot of people. End quote. Um, so, you know, no, it's a stabby stab situation. She also said, um, the one says she confronted the, we have to say alleged stabber, no, the killer. um That's when he, the, the man became violent and he threw her beer, his beer at her face, and then he attacked her. Now, um yeah, when you threw a beer, he was drinking a, a cord. So it's like a 750 ml glass glass beer bottle. So when those things hit you, I've seen literally people lose ears. So yeah, he threw a bottle and then he attacked her. Luckily residents, you know, came, jumped in, stopped him and was able to help her and walk her home, you know, safely. The woman also said Isak was a peaceful person who loved is alcohol and cigarettes. But she wants to, you know, try to keep her name out of public, so that's why we're going just with the woman. She also went on saying, I quote, Everyone loved my uncle. It was fun, very comical. Police still found the bloody fifty rand note he had on him when he was going to the shop, and his phone is gone. I don't know if they wanted to rob him. End quote. Police spokesperson Captain Fys- F.C. van Waik says that the Mitchell's Plain Police Service were investigating the murder case following you know the stabbing incident. And I mean obviously because the 27-year-old suspect is arrested and will appear in court once charged. And that is the hint. About that story. With that being said, that being said, thank you for listening. If you are still listening, you know, Um. If you have any questions, suggestions, anything, let me know. Um. Depends on what platform you're listening this to. It should be. A, you can send me a voice message, or you can find me on my Instagram page on True Crime Repubs. Thank you for listening. Remember, crime never sleeps in South Africa. Ta da!